0: What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton.
1: And I'm your co host, Clinton Walton.
0: In our last episode, we talked about how to make sure that you allow any negativity to be powered as fuel for you. So if you haven't yet, go back and check that episode out. And in today's episode, Clint, you have no idea what we're about to talk about, so I'm going to throw a curveball at you. But I thought that we would talk about our family members oftentimes coming into our lives, these being people that we don't necessarily communicate with quite often um, and only deciding to want contact with us when they need something. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. The reason this topic comes to mind is because in December over the holidays, and a little time before that, I know that there have been two people that you and I never have in our lives that have tried to interject themselves, but only because they needed something. The first that comes to mind is my oldest brother, and the second is your nephew. And... It's really a shame because you and I have very firm boundaries around our relationship based on past experiences with family members. And the reason for that is because they were negatively sucking the energy from us constantly. And that could stem, and I'll just speak for myself, Clint, you can speak for yourself, but for me, a lot of, I have five brothers, a lot of them, I'll say, have alternative lifestyles. And they live lives and do recreational things that I don't agree with, that do not align with my values, my belief system, and your profession. And for the safety and sanity of myself, and of course, for the job security of you, Clint, we've decided to limit contact. And I've talked about that before on this show, where we do allow them to come over for holidays and things like that. But my, my oldest brother in particular, he actually hasn't been in my life for many, many years. And my mom's passed away almost five years ago now. And I, I know during the time that she was sick, he tried to come around a little bit more often. I think he was living nearby, and that's probably a reason why he was coming around more often. But then after she passed away, and even before that, he would only come around or message for like random things (laughs) or when he needed something. And for me living at home with my folks, a lot of times it was him using me as an outlet for access to my parents because he knows how protective I have always been um, over my family. And in December, he actually reached out to me for the first time in years. I haven't heard anything from him. And I'm talking like, I will message my brothers or call them on their birthdays, tell them happy birthday. And a lot of times it's just crickets. Like I don't get any response. But I still show my love and support, you know, by doing those simple things. And it, it was the same for him with no response for years. And then randomly he he communicates with me. And right off the bat, I know what a sound stable person sounds like, and it just didn't seem that way with him. The text messages were very strange, and then he had called me, and I knew immediately after talking to him that this conversation wasn't going to be like a healthy one if it was even a remembered one. And he asked for money, and I just blatantly admitted to him that any extra money that we have or any allocated funds, they're all going towards like helping Clint and I with everything that we're working on. But then also if I was going to share money, it would be with my parent, my dad or your parents, Clint, if they needed it. And instead of him accepting that, and it wasn't a need. Okay. That I think I want to explain that a little bit better. There's a difference between somebody needing food, needing clothes, like needing the necessities versus somebody just like, Oh, well, I decided I want to do this. Okay. <laughs> and. Um, that's what it was for him. It it was definitely something he wanted and not something that he needed. And Clint and I, in our marriage in, in general, we have a very strict rule about not loaning money, especially to family, but we just don't loan money, period, um, or gift money in that sense, because it's just going to keep happening. And we never wanted that sort of pressure in our marriage. So the easiest way to go about that was to just say no, like period.
1: Yeah, that's been one of the rules that we've had for a long time. And I know other people who have asked us for money and, and it's just, it's simpler to just have that, that established baseline of saying, look, we just don't, we don't loan out money to anyone. If you actually needed something, it was life or death, we would figure something out.
0: Yeah. And it wouldn't be like, we'll give you money. Like, Hey, let me, let me take you grocery shopping and I'll for, I'll fork the bill.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and that definitely wasn't the case with your brother and that's you you speaking about it really opens up that that mindset of where is the want and where is the need when it comes to family and members. And it's very unfortunate how often our family members reach out to us only when they need something. And especially in my case is my nephew, I I love him. But it always comes down to he only reaches out to me or to us if there's something of need or something that will help him. And it's not a monetary help.
0: No, it's how can I get a leg up?
1: Exactly. And, you know, throughout my career, I've had a lot of great contacts and what I've done. And, and just my experience alone has led to him seeking out my help. And I don't mind hopping on a call and, you know, trying to walk him through some stuff and seeing how I can help him. But there comes a point in time too. And I was thinking about this other day is I've called him a few times trying to reach out that helping hand to say, Hey, look, let me, let me talk to you. Let me see how you're doing. But also let me just find out what's up with what all you have going on. And I got same thing, crickets. I didn't get any phone calls back. It took over a week and a half, which that's just not acceptable, especially after I've called a few times and kind of hot button issues needed to be addressed and I just got the, those crickets. But once he calls me again, I answer, and, and I'm still there, but where, where do I draw that line?
0: Yeah. And it's because he called you. And again, it was like, I need, I need, I need, give me, give me, give me, you know, and you're just pouring value, pouring value. And I, I mean, it's a, I, I am just as guilty as you are. And I think both of us maybe need to sit down and have a discussion around that because we've spent so much time and tens of thousands of dollars and so much energy and tears creating such a solid foundation that we know works really well. And I feel like that is Um, like a burglar creeping around our walls. And I know that neither one of us want that. And I, I don't know if maybe as you listen to this, you have that person, maybe that immediate family member. I think that we all have at least one of them. And it's so hard to have a discussion like that. And maybe you think that I'm a complete asshole for saying any of this, but I think that If you are true with yourself and you recognize what it is that you want for yourself and you know that there are things that are going to cause pain or make some sort of infliction around your mental health, then really you can call me an asshole all that you want. But what's more important? And I think when you have the mental capacity to be able to say no, or maybe the next time my brother calls or your nephew calls have that conversation. Like, Hey man, you only call when you need something. Like, do you want to have a conversation of value right now? Or is this call going to end in upset feelings because you're going to ask me for something and I'm either going to say no, or I'm going to feel guilty for pouring so much of myself into you. And then having the phone hang up on the other end, knowing that you're only going to call me again when you need something else, you know, how do I want to feel? And it takes a lot of bravery to like stop and actually have that conversation and call somebody out like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I would respond if somebody, you know, immediately answered the phone and said, listen, Ashley, every time you call it's because you're asking me for something and I don't mind this relationship, but you're never, you're never swapping in and negotiating and making this a relationship. This is a one way street where you just open the door whenever you want to and you leave it wide open and free to go in and out of. And my door needs to be closed and locked and i I'm the type of person that operates in the, in the fashion to where I unlock the door and open it and I introduce people in when I want them to be. So I hope that adds value and that maybe <laughs> makes some sense as you listen to this and we hope that you're having an awesome day today.